Hi everybody, uh, welcome to the Game Week 5 fixtures and a little bit of predictions, maybe, maybe not. Joining me in the room is Michael. Hi Abby. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's been a weird week and a bit. Uh, there's been no matches. There's been the international break. And being a top, an elite manager such as yourself, what do you do in this time when you're not really managing your team? Um, I mean, you know, at the beginning you sort of feel a bit, I felt a bit lost to be honest. Not sure what to do during the week, really. Um, I watched some of the international games, but it really does feel like it feels. Me and my friend were talking about this. It feels like what I imagine watching, like La Liga or League One footballs like. Yeah. You just watch a really good team smash a really bad team, <laughs> and it's interesting. Um, I got a lot of opinions on England actually, um, but I'm very much excited for the Prem to start again. So taking. Elite managers, as an example, you have like two sides of it. You have your Guardiola's and your Steve Bruce's. So Steve Bruce, in, on the international break, is probably in Portugal eating a kebab. <laughs> uh, and you got your Guardiola, who's probably upskilling, thinking about uh, what he can do with his team, how he can train his team. As a fantasy manager, you have an added layer where it's any kind of bringing any new players. Did you get any insights from these international matches? I know you mentioned it's it's like men against boys, but was there anything that you took from it? in terms of how you would improve or change your team? Um, I mean, I was very, very happy to see De Bruyne perform. Yeah. Uh, he did really well. I also spent time just sort of hoping that De Bruyne didn't get injured <laughs> as well. Um, and to be, I mean, to be honest, I only watched the two England, in England games and the Belgium game. Um, so no, none of those players are really kind of like available to pick up. Um, but I guess I also... I don't know, I guess I looked at some of the players who were still on the waiver list as well, trying to figure out maybe who I'm going to pick up next week. So, personally, it was it was a good international week for you. Uh, Pukki scored. Yeah, I scored got a three penalty. Assists, but a goal yeah, is a goal. Because yeah. winning is a habit, right? Yeah. And as long as he keeps his form up, he should kind of transfer it back onto the, onto the, the Premier League stage. Yeah, but Aaron's, I think Aaron's got injured. Um, he went He went off. Like that, it was an under 23 or something. He's but I think Norwich it's, defender. Because yeah, they've got a, a major injury problem at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Danny's up in Norwich today. He's scouting <laughs> for some players, maybe. <laughs> We're not too sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's also organising something to do with the uh, the kidnapping as well. No, he also said there was uh, some sort of Microsoft AI AI thing going on. So I don't know if he's trying to get some more intelligent insights into Seems like players. a convenient excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All falling games, and then um, I think there was there's a few injuries as well. Trossard getting injured, uh, Emerson getting injured too. So not Wan Bissaka was injured before. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't think any of them look too serious. Yeah, so, so they should be back and playing soon enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sterling kept up his form. Yeah, he got three assists. But again, the problem is, is that so okay. So we we watched the England game yesterday. Me and my mate tuned in for the second half. Yep. 5-1, didn't see any of the first half, and then immediately we let in two goals. Yeah. And we were just saying, you know, like, it's just sloppy. It's really sloppy. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit like how I felt watching Chelsea this season so far. You've got, like, good talent, but there's just no kind of, like, there's no structure there. Um, even more so in England, there's so many good players. So many good players, yet we shouldn't be uh, conceding any goals to a team like Kosovo. But then you do you do get lax a bit, right? It's it's not a big team. It's not a major tournament. 
Guardiola so, wouldn't let that happen. Though. He wouldn't, but oh, how I see it. He was getting angry at the City players against Brighton because they weren't performing to the top yeah. because they were against an easy team. And that's what makes them an, a, an amazing side because he'll make sure, even in the really easy games, yeah. that they learn how to not let any goals in and they keep the shape. When we watch Belgium, Belgium, after the first half, they just slowed it down. They slowed yeah. the pace down. Yeah. They didn't go for any more goals. So they're free now up. Yeah. You know? England seemed to just start everyone's running on their own Sterling's trying to score on his own you know <laughs> it's a strange one because when you look at the Premier League I know I'm an Aston Villa fan so I would say every single match is a cup final but if you look at how the Premier League ended last season Liverpool and Man City were pretty much neck and neck Liverpool didn't win a single game but somehow they didn't win the title so Guardiola needs his players to perform every single week at a very high level, even if that's a Brighton, if that's a Liverpool, just to keep gaining those points. But with with England, it's more development, how I see it. Um, when they play a team like Kosovo, which a match they should be winning, then they should kind of try to take a bit more risks and be a bit more creative. Because when it comes to the bigger games and the pressure's on, you never try, you don't, you don't try anything new, you don't try anything different, you just try what's been drilled into you. Then why didn't we play our younger players? This is what I don't understand about Southgate because when he first came in, he wasn't too concerned about players playing for bigger teams. But then you can see he kind of contradicted himself by captaining Fabian Dolph, uh, even playing him in midfield when he was playing as a left back or he wasn't even starting for Man City. Um, I don't fully understand what Southgate is doing there. I, th- I think with you, again, you kind of bring in those young guys and kind of blood them, get them ready for. Because a, a footballer's life is what their career is 10 years. They're probably on form for about three, four, five, six years. And you think about you look think about the international stage, you won't the people you start with you won't end up with. So you're right, you should actually be playing them. So that I find a bit of a contradiction or a bit of an issue. But again, I'd be happy for you for England to try and to try things. Um, so now we know Ross Barkley can't pass a ball, not this <laughs> Michael Keane is his opposition. But how did they come back from it? How did they react from it? They scored yeah. two goals immediately and they kept working on it. And obviously, once you're about four or five up, you get a bit lazy anyway. But, like you said, it's the professionalism as well. Belgium were able to slow it down. They were able to be lazy without being uh, without making mistakes. Yeah, the, so it's always a strange one. The issue is, it just feels like we won't be able to defend against good teams. Because we can't even defend. We can't defend against bad teams. We can score, sure. But it just doesn't bode well for when we actually face a decent opponent, which is what we saw yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah. As soon as we face one decent opponent, Belgium, Croatia, Cause, it all falls apart. Cause if, if you study football, one of the most important things, I think, is balance. So we take Everton as an example. They were struggling at the start of the season. Uh, they barely scored any goals. Uh, they created nothing. Then, during the Carling Cup, Fabian Dahl comes into the team. He's, more, he's a similar type of player to uh, Idrissa Gay. He can break up attacks, he can build up play, he's left-footed. He brought a lot of balance to the team. Then immediately, you, you, you notice Sigerson, you know, it's Alex Iwobi, Richarlison, all of them scoring goals going forward because there was that balance. I think the same problem is with England because they had Maguire and Keane playing and they're both actually right-footed. When maybe a Tyrone Mings, <laughs> and here's where it all comes back to. <laughs> Sorry, we this the game. So we're a Tyrone. seven minutes of build up to, and this is why Tyrone Mings should start for England. But he's six foot five. He's yeah. strong. He's got pace. He reads the game, but he's left-footed, yeah. so he can play naturally in the left centre back position, and then he can bring the ball out. When you have two right-footers playing, there's problems. As an example, Mag- uh, Maguire, when he's playing against Crystal Palace, he had issues on the left. 
So you need to work into that. Then, you, for example, look at your midfield. You need a ball-carrying midfielder, so you need your Grealish's. <laughs> you need your Madison's. Madison, so, this is the yeah. thing. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if Madison played. Did he get a few minutes on either of the games? I'm not sure. Because um, I, I think only Rashford, and there was only two substitutions in the last game. In the last game, Rashford came on and Mount came on. And again, that makes no sense. It's use all your substitutions. Let the players rest. Yeah. You know, you, you're not you're not playing the World Cup final. Um, these guys have to play on Saturday anyway, so give yeah, us some time yeah. off. It's that that was my problem. Um, but you know, it's still nice to watch. And, and again, they don't have as much time to train together and so yeah. on. So perhaps we're being harsh. But yeah, I just I, I don't think we should be letting three goals in. Um, also, it's interesting to see uh, Harry Kane, who seems to only be able to score or not score from the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think Dan will be happy about that one. Um, <laughs> So, was there anything else that took your fancy in the international before we move on to the fixtures? No, no, not really, to be honest. I don't think anything that happened in the internationals actually has made me um, decide to pick up another player. It's, it's confirmed my belief in uh, how informed De Bruyne is, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, I guess um, I like watching Sancho. <laughs> uh, he's a good player, yeah. he really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed by him. Yeah. Anyways, so moving on to the Game Week 5 fixtures. Um, competitive as always, I would say. Um, moving on to the first match is Bram- Brampton Stallions versus Mahindra United. So this is a top of the table clash, myself versus Mahir. Um So I'm the informed guy, being undefeated and having a 30-point lead over the opposition and obviously a three-point lead as well. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a tough game because Mahir's got um, Salah and Mane. They're the ones that they're the players that stand out for him, especially with his reporting injury. They're playing Newcastle or could be the whipping boys, the worst team in the league at the moment. Maybe well, definitely in the bottom three. Yeah, exactly. And they and and not just that, they've gotten beaten hard by other bad teams. Yeah, definitely. So, although although having said that, they beat they beat Tottenham one 0 So (laughs) yeah, but I can't see them repeating that against Liverpool. Liverpool are thoroughly professional. I I can see this being a game where um, I mean you say that so you've got Firmino right? Yeah. And and actually Firmino has been looking really good. Yeah, he's been off form. Yeah, so it's possible. I I would see that see it as actually he's going to get he's going to get you know probably double the points or a bit more of the points from those three. But Firmino is going to pick up points as well there. Yeah, I think Aguero is a bit worrying now because uh, Jesus should be back. Yeah, and then Guardiola. Uses madness as always to kind of select. I think he just picks names out of a hat. Well, you're playing. They're playing Norwich. I can probably see Jesus start um, start this one. So, but then 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 with Aguero, you know, he's got that magic that he might come on for 15 minutes and, and score. Yeah, score a goal. The last six shots on targets he's had. Yeah, he's, goals. he's very clinical. Um, I've also got the, the Cantwell Bundia partnership, which I may have to bench uh, for this game. Yeah, I feel like you don't really want to be starting any Norwich players unless it's Puki. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like, Puki's goals come from Bundia and uh, Cantwell, Cantwell, so yeah. there's an opportunity. You just never know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, if anyone are going to score against City, Norwich, Norwich could. I mean, they're going to Norwich are going to lose, and they might they might concede five goals. However, they might score one. Yeah, uh, Norwich scored against Liverpool. Yeah, because that's all I need, right? I'm, I'm not going to lose any points for the amount of goals they concede. It's just trying to nick a goal with yeah. an assist or something like that. I think the so the issue this week, looking at Mahir's team, is certainly his defence. So last week he got he got four defenders with zero points. Yeah. Um, Laporte has to something has to happen with Laporte. Whether he decides to keep hold of him, I think the I mean I think it's January. 
is looking at when he's going to come back. They said weeks to months, but uh, you wouldn't expect him to be back before January. So our defences, one of his defences really cancel out because he's got Chilwell, I've got Sionku, uh, he's got Christensen, I've got Azbilakweta. Do you think Christensen's going to play? I mean, he's played maybe. three. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe he'll play. Depends on rotation. Um, so, Bolly's missing for me. He's he had a red card. Well, and Doherty's missing for exactly. Yeah. Ali should be back. So that's that's a positive for uh, Mahia. Um, I think it's it's the midfield where this game will be one of lost for Mahia. Because Matt Mount and Mares both have the potential to get double figures, yep. but also have the potential to blank. Exactly. So I think Mares plays this game. Yeah. Because uh, we've been seeing Mares play the easier fixtures yep. and. Um, Bernardo plays the, the harder ones. Norwich away, I think Maris plays. And actually, I think Maris could get double digits this yeah. week. And interestingly, uh, Watford have got a new manager, so Garcia, Garcia got fired and Flores yeah, is yeah. in now. So that may affect them positively, that new manager bounce. But let's see. I mean, I don't, I don't see how it can change in one game. Um, but who knows? You know, I, I, I think that Watford are going to get. Who are Watford playing? Um, Arsenal. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Um, so, yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. Um, I'm not going to predict this one. Uh, I think, so me looking at it now, I still favour you with yeah. the current team. It depends what Mahir does with his, uh, his defence. Um, but, yeah, it will be, uh, I think it's going to be quite a high scoring week again. Yeah, hopefully. Unless, as long as there's no international week hangover. That, yeah, but I mean, you, none of those uh, Liverpool guys have played have they they haven't so they're yeah. well not 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 the front three anyway yeah. um Marius hasn't played you know uh Aguero hasn't played Jimenez hasn't played I don't think so moving on to the next match uh so these are the two strongest teams in the league Brooklyn Knights versus Changwon United so Michael yourself versus Binesh uh this is a really tasty matchup I think this is gonna. This is this is the one that has the potential to be very high scoring. I think um, so too. Looking at Benesh's midfield: Richarlison, Eriksen, Tielemans, Pulisic on form, uh, and then up front he plays one striker, so it's uh, Tammy Abraham. Well, he's got his deuce back as well. Yeah, true. And uh, if you're gonna play, I mean, they're playing Norwich. So who would you drop from that team? So if it's me, I drop Older Wireld. They're playing. Tottenham are playing Crystal Palace. So that could be a clean sheet? I mean, it could be. Um, the other option is you drop Mina um, and Everton are playing Bournemouth. I, so this is, I think, is the week where we see um, what Chelsea can do. Yep. Because yep. Wolves didn't play this week in Europa. Yep. So, f- so actually, they've gonna ha- they're all going to have a nice little break, which yep. they thoroughly deserve. They've been playing well in the Europa League. And it's taken a bit of a hit on the Prem. Yeah. I really don't really back Chelsea this week, actually, because we've scored against bad teams, but we haven't been able to beat them. True. And Wolves have had a break. Yeah. I, I, I think this could be the week. This is uh, Tammy Abraham's opportunity to prove that he's the number one striker. Yeah. Um, because the fact is, is that I think if he comes along and he doesn't do anything this week, then maybe Drew gets to play the next game. Um, no doubt, but then... You, you can't expect him to score every single week, right? No, no, but it depends how he performs, right? Maybe yeah. he doesn't score. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think... Okay, so you're definitely playing Van Dijk and Robertson. You could actually... Do you know what? I'd drop Maguire. So looking at that... Maguire's playing... They're playing They're playing Leicester. They won't keep a clean sheet. They yeah. haven't kept any clean sheets yet, apart from against Chelsea. Maguire's not going to score any goals. Drop Maguire, put uh, Jesus in. 
but that's such a strong defence. But Maguire might get two points. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think I think you are right there. Uh, I take a chance on Jesus. Um, so let's looking at your squad. Kevin De Bruyne, Pepe, Son, Felipe yeah. Anderson, Vardy as well. So I think I think it, it, I, I don't. I'm not confident this week because I think the fixtures. It, it, can, it can swing either way. I think it's going to be high scoring. To be honest with you, I think this could be the week that Pepe Pepe does some serious damage. Yeah. Arsenal are playing Watford. He's looked better and better every week. Last week he looked really good. Yeah. Lots of shots. Looked really confident and happy on the pitch. Maybe this week he scores a couple of goals. Do you think Guardiola is going to play De Bruyne because he's going to have his knee injury on the back of his mind? I think he hurt his knee two, maybe three times last season. Mm. He's just played the internationals. Um, they're playing Norwich. Don't necessarily need him. I know Bernardo Silva played uh, in, internationally as well, mm. but he's, has he got enough cover to think, I'll sit Kevin De Bruyne out on this one, maybe play David Silva, Gundogan, or even uh, Bernardo Silva in the middle? Potentially, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I, think, I think De Bruyne plays, yeah. to be honest. I think, I think he does play. Um, Do you we'll think see. it's worth it for a match of Norwich's importance? Because he needs the points. It's probably not worth it, and they definitely don't need him. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know what's going on inside his mind because you could the same argument could be made for Sterling. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but so I think with Sterling, Sterling has probably been one of Guardiola's ever presence alongside Edison, um, Carl Walker, and Laporte. Mm. They're the very few players that he doesn't change. Everybody else is usually moved around, but. I think Kevin De Bruyne is one of his undroppables as well. Yeah, yeah, he certainly looks like it. Maybe he does get dropped this week, and if he does, that will have a big effect yeah. on my, the points that my team bring in, um, and we'll have to figure a way around that. But yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I, I don't know actually. And a final word on your defence. What do you think? Uh, it's, there's going to be changes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, I think so anyway. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the part that. To be fair, right, lunchtime this week. If there was ever a week to have Lundstrom, it's home against Southampton. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, this week could be the week where Lundstrom gets a gets a goal or assist and a clean sheet. I mean, I don't think he's going to stay in my team longer than one week, to be honest. Yeah. Um, pretty happy with, obviously, Dinier and Zinchenko. I, f- I think Cancelo's probably, probably going. Um, so I need to figure out someone else to bring in for him. Um, and then hopefully Mendy's back soon. Uh, he's, he's in training. He's in training. Taking selfies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So again, I think this is another very difficult matchup to predict. Yeah. Two very, very strong teams with two favourable fixtures, plus the impact of obviously international football again. So it'll be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. So moving on to the next matchup, uh, we've got Dykehead FC versus Clackman. So John is yet to pick up his first three points, but I think this may be the week where John finally gets his points. So looking at the last three weeks, if we ignore the first week, uh, these two teams have been on around the same amount of points each week, somewhere in the mid-20s to low-30s. So they've been the lowest scoring apart from the first week. Yeah. Yeah, if there was ever a week that John was going to win, this this will be it. Um, But looking at his team, it it just doesn't inspire me of confidence at the moment. He's he's got Sterling. He's got Sterling. Um, Lacazette does seem to be injured. Uh, he's got Walker and he's got Loris. So that's where I would predict that his points are going to come from. Yeah. Um, you were right about the, the workmen like midfielders. You know, Rudiger's not back yet. I I mean, maybe Jota comes and, and does something. 
Ing Ings, he is playing Sheffield. Yeah, it, so far it hasn't been great for John. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. United are playing Leicester, so actually I don't think that um, Greg's going to pull in that many points either because I, I, I think Leicester look really good, honestly. Um, David Silva... Maybe he doesn't play this week. So I, I think he will play. You think he'll play? I think the, um, the pattern that it seems I can see at the moment is Guardiola playing David Silva against the, the weaker teams because mm. he's still got enough of that ability, but maybe he hasn't got the physical uh, attributes anymore to play the bigger games. Yeah. So yeah. he can still because he has more. He's afforded more time against the smaller teams. He can create and he can do what he needs to do. Um, I know Greg doesn't have Los Salso anymore, but he Los Salso is now injured. Yeah. So he's yeah, another yeah. player missing. Um, also, Pogba and Wambasaka. I'm not sure what their, the situation on their injuries are actually, um, because that's going to have an effect on it as well. Yeah, and even if they even if they're there, I don't see United. I don't. I, I, they might not win. Yeah. And even if they don't, I don't think it's going to be a decisive win. Yeah. You know. So so I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of points coming from those players, and I'm not sure about the rest of the team. You know, maybe Sabios gets a full 90 minutes this week. Yeah, could could be a week to do it against Watford. Definitely, you know. Um, but yeah, I I think between these two guys, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring again. To I be th- honest, I think Greg needs to change his team up a bit more because with the players that he has, he has some he has a, ma- a certain amount of flexibility to try and pick those players from teams that he thinks are going to win. Mm. Um, from maybe the smaller teams, obviously most of the big players are gone. Uh, but he really needs to start changing his team up, otherwise he's gonna. Probably end up at the bottom. I still predict John to win this one. Uh, I think John just. Obviously, we know with that very fine statistical analysis he done last time round, he's very heavily dependent on on uh, Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Uh, and I think Raheem, with with his confidence coming to. Yeah, an easy game against Norwich. He, he might defend. get twenty points. Yeah, he might yeah. do. Um, yeah. that, that's what will swing it for him. Yeah. Because Norwich cannot defend at all. And again, you know. Uh, three Wolves players in John's side and they've had some time off they've had a break so maybe they start pulling points in because I think Wolves Wolves are going to pull points in yeah. but they've, it's just because they've they've had troubles they've had difficulties yeah, they're playing, yeah. playing two games a week yeah. you know yeah so yeah again should be a very interesting matchup and then moving on to the final game of game week 5 Cape Cod Crusaders versus Joe Public Nicholas versus Dan yeah, I think this one is going to be um, quite a high-scoring week again, uh, uh, game for these two guys. Nick's got a, Nick's got a good squad, I think. Um, Alaire and Abamyang's got a really good fixture. Alaire's going to score probably. And Trent. And Trent and Trent yeah. is on fire He's, at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, Trent's you know probably going to get a, get a clean sheet and maybe something else as well. They're playing Newcastle. Yeah, I, I think I think. Nick's going to score quite highly. Awobi, um, not sure who Everton are playing. Uh, Nicholas's punch on Alonso has finally seemed to have paid off as well. Emerson's got a bit of an injury, so Alonso will probably play. Yeah, well, it's got both of them, hasn't it? Yeah. So one of them is going to play. Um, and then let's not forget Lucas Moura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with Dan, you know, James James is on fire at he the really moment is. as well. He, really he scored is. scored for Wales. Yeah. They're playing Leicester yeah. uh, again. Like I said, I do I do like Leicester, but he's got Pereira, so he's kind of got that covered. You know, if they don't they don't score, um, Adrian should play. Yeah, yeah, Adrian will cancel out Trent yeah. for the clean sheets. Uh, Mings should get another clean sheet as always. Pff, against West Ham, 
you know, Barnes will probably yeah. score again. Definitely. He he uh, he had a week off against Liverpool, but now they're playing Brighton. So Barnes could call one or two maybe. Um, and Kane, you know, maybe he'll score another the penalty. penalty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this one's going to be kind of high scoring as well. Not sure. Not sure who will take it to be honest, because Nick has come come from the from the bottom and he's come up quite strong now. Nick looks like a you know a pretty a pretty challenging contender uh, facing with, him. With Dan, I think Dan's been pretty unlucky with his team because uh, Lanzini has created quite a few chances, but um, really enough they haven't been converted. Even though Halle seems to be scoring, uh, Barnes. We all know about Barnes and Kane. It's a shame about his Trossard injury. I think he's wanted to base his team on Trossard, so uh, it's a bit unlucky. Do you think he'll start Keane? And do you think Keane will start? Yeah, I think he will start. Yeah, uh, he, he looks a really good player. Um, Aki, another good player. He seems to create quite a few chances. Surprisingly, he was playing enough. in the midfield, wasn't he last yeah, game? Yeah, defensive mid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got that range to his game, uh, especially when you think about the Mings. Well, Mings left Bournemouth because Aki was in his position, mm-hmm. but they could have just reached that team. Yeah, and yeah, they could have been a beastly team with uh, Aki as a defensive mid. But yeah, interesting. Um, I. I I think with with Dan's extra scouting in Norwich and his new use of AI, I'm going to give him the victory. <laughs> yeah, potentially. This could be the week that Kane goes off. You know, it's back yeah. in September. He might start scoring. Do you think Bernardo Silva plays this week? I don't think he does. I, I think, don't. I think Mares plays. You're right about Mares. Uh, I think it's more to do with KDB. Um, oh yeah, potentially. Yeah. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I guess. Interesting lineup. Really, they've only got. Two proper wingers and Bernardo Silva, right? Man City. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Sane is injured, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think Dan will pip this one. Um, that's it. That's all of our coverage. Do you have any other announcements? No, I don't think so. Um, oh, we've got a, a, a 100 mil regular league we can join. Nice. So if people are playing the, uh, the normal version as well, we can join that. Um, no. Nah. Looking forward to another week of uh, of games to watch. Definitely, uh, it'd be good to get back into it, and because I'm I'm trying to, it's becoming that much harder to find players now. But I think so. So it is right. So you look on the farm, and you think there aren't any players here who are who look like you want to pick up necessarily. Yeah. However, the reality is is that the players you've got in your team, some of them are going to stop performing. Yes. And at some point, you're going to have to make decisions. Yeah. You know, you got to pull in lesser known players. Who are actually performing away from the big names because you can't just keep your team the same. But the thing is, that's that's easy for John as an example because John, <laughs> John is bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah. So if a player hits form, he gets first pick on that player. Mm-hmm. What does somebody like you do who's quite high up on the table and has aspirations for trying to be top of the table? Um, I don't know. You just have to be kind of savvy. Um, I guess having the attitude of always looking at your team and looking for where the holes are. Yeah. You know. Being really, really honest and brutal, and saying, "Actually, my team's not good enough at the moment. Yeah. How can I fix that?" And taking some risks as well. Yeah. I think taking some risks and letting them run out a bit, you know, um, is is fine to do because otherwise, you're never gonna you're never gonna make anything if you don't take a few risks. Yeah. Maybe you look at some of the young players who aren't starting at the moment, and you think maybe they're gonna start soon. Yeah. Um, you look at perhaps injured players and pick them up a little bit early. Um, or also maybe you just look at someone else's team and make a transfer which you're taking a bet on a player coming into form a little bit later. Yeah. Or you try selling one of your players who's overperforming at the moment and you ship them off now 
yeah. when they when they head back to, to normality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And also, what happens when your big players start getting injured? Yeah, you know, exactly. We've That's seen the hardest some part. Big players get injured already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Laporte. So to, Allison. as an example, I don't want to tempt fate because I've pretty much got a hundred percent record when it comes to injury predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so if one of your, I won't name a player, but if one of your main players was to get injured, yeah, would you farm him? Um, I think it depends how long they're out for. I think two months you keep them if yeah. they're a big player. If it, if it looks like two months. If it's a Sané kind of injury, you get rid of them. You can't keep them for that long. Yeah. You just have to ditch them. Because yeah. um, then what you can do is, I mean, no one's picked up Sané now, right? Yeah. When when do you think is the earliest someone will pick up Sané? December? Or maybe later? Because, you know? So, using uh, last season as an example, I had Mendy at the start of the season. Mm. And he got me points pretty much every single week. And then I traded him to Dan. And then... Dan got a whole bunch of points out of him and then Dan traded him to Sham and Mendy got injured and then Sham held on to him hoping that he'd come back because he had a short injury mm. but he came back didn't do too much got injured again and he was just up and down up and down and didn't really do anything and I think Sham held on to him for a very long time before he finally decided to drop him what do you do in a situation like that because someone like Mendy is very valuable if you look at his um, the time he was out injured it was a very short amount of time mm. but then the risk is either <clears throat> he's got a mental issue now with his injuries because he's got recurring injuries or he's just not hitting form because he's fallen out with the manager as another player playing what do you do? You I guess you limit yourself and say you know what I'm only going to have one of those kind of players because you can afford to have one yep. right yep. we've all seen it every one of us has got an injured player or you know maybe not quite but, but nearly um, I, I actually have Mendy right now but you can't afford to have more than one in each position yep. you need to be able to fill the team every week I actually think holding on to one of those players is fine because okay. it's worth taking the risk, yeah. you know. So, do you mean holding on to one of those players for a whole team or for a position defense? One for defense, one for midfield, one for. Uh, I mean, probably, you probably want to have at least one fit player on your bench at all time. Yeah. So you could keep hold of two, um, so one one from say forward and mid, or one from mid and defense or whatever um, on your bench. But you kind of need to have one because let's say for example you think you've got 11 players who are going to play yep. then Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play yeah but then you need to have a super sub who comes in your, your midfield is very strong so mm -hmm. let's compare that against my midfield I've got two household names in Sigurdsson and Madison, Madison. so I'd always give them a bit more leeway but I can't afford to have too many injured midfielders in my team no because I need either Buendia, McGinn or Cantwell to perform but you've got Son You've got De Bruyne, you've got Pepe, you've got Felipe Anderson, you've got... Okay, let's forget McNeil. <laughs> no, McNeil's going to be really good this year. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, if you... Me, I can't have an injured player. I can't have somebody carrying my team because I don't have enough quality. You can because you've Same got... Same thing happens for my, my attack though. Yeah. And it's reverse, right? Yeah. You could afford for one of your attackers to get injured. Because yeah. you've got... You'd still have two really high-class strikers. Yeah. So I th I think you just have to look at your team, look at your own situation and figure out what works best for you. Um, at the moment, I've been holding on to a defender who's injured. You know, Mahir had, um, had Deli Ali who's been injured. Um, even uh, Dan had Alisson. Just, you just, I, I think one or two is fine on your bench. Um, but the reality is, is that you've got you to be getting points out on the pitch every week. Yeah. But then this is the problem. It's 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 a long term game as well, isn't it? It's 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 a hard one. It's a hard one, and I don't know the answer. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic insight as always, Mike. Guys, well, 
everybody thank you for listening uh, and chat to you all next week with the game week five results bye 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 <laughs>